Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to One for the Road, the podcast about running and the rest of your life. On this episode, we do an epic four-week recap as we took a bit of a mini break. We talk about the Gothenburg Half Marathon, discuss sports bras and lacy bras, and also the perils of being a woman. Hello. Hello. How are you? Very well, thanks Lizzie. How are you? Good, I'm good. Drying um, off? Yeah. We, shortly before recording this, cycled back from a bakery in Whitechapel and the heavens opened like I've never seen before. So I think we've just cycled through a tropical monsoon. Yeah, we, we got home and even our underwear was wet through and I just have just wrung out my socks in the <laughs> kitchen sink. And so, so, yeah, we just sat here in my loungewear now, just yeah. going out. I've had to borrow clothes. <laughs> I look like a drowned rat. Yeah. Like, holding cups of tea with, yeah, wet hair. And so. fluffy socks on. Lizzie's got great sock, fluffy sock collection. Yeah. So, the British summer is... Questionable. Here, here with us, I yeah. would say. Questionable right now. Yeah, but that had followed a rooftop yoga class exactly. where we were dying of sweat. So, yeah, sweaty rooftop yoga followed by cycling torrential rain so i'd say that sums up the british summer (laughs) so true so we've been away for a little while yeah we had a one one episode break we had a mini break yeah it was a mini break we maybe might have a a proper break later but true we're back (laughs) we're back for a bit yeah so what are your uh tell me what you've been up to what are your highs and lows well now it's like four weeks since the last episode isn't it wow yeah Loads to recap on. I guess that... Oh, yeah. You've had some good time. Biggest high would be um, Gothenburg Half Marathon, Ooh. which was three weeks ago now. Um, so that was awesome. We'll talk more about that later, too. Yeah, I think I want to hear your recap. Yeah. So that was good. And just generally doing lots of running and Yay. fitnessy things. I think my foot is fixed. Fingers yes. crossed, touch wood, all of the, oh my God, all yes. of these, all of the things. Um, but it seems to be okay. Oh, I'm pleased. So that's good. How about you? What is my high? Mine's a bit. I'm still in. Uh, four weeks have passed, and I've probably done the same sorts of things. I've done been, loads of cycling. I've done again. loads. It's like been totally nailing my cycling. I'm also now at the point where I'm nearly not commuting on the tube at all. I think this is good. only once this week did I get the tube. Perhaps because one of the other times was a cab home in the middle of the night. But <laughs> <laughs> generally, I managed to do a bit of running and a bit of cycling. But I'm definitely finding it very hard to get used to the balance of those two things. Mm. I think my body's not really used to the cycling at all. So 
I'm more, it's kind of a bit like I, I'm like more hungry and more tired and every morning my legs feel really heavy. And so I feel a bit like, it's a bit like doing, you know, when you're like training for a race or something and you're upping your mileage. Mm. So I think I need to give my body a bit of a chance to get used to it. But yeah, the problem is it's just so convenient. It's like, really I get to work so quickly. I Most I mornings not... whenever I think, oh, I can't be bothered to cycle, I actually think it's the quickest way for me to get to work. Yeah. Like, it's so... genuinely the easiest way. And actually, that's exciting. What's, since we last recorded, the new bit of Cycle Superhighway oh, yeah. is um, open. So I now cycle from Tower Hill to Blackfriars all along the Cycle Superhighway. Nice. And then I just have a tiny little bit at either end that I come on and off it. And it's so nice. Yeah, that must make a big difference. So nice. Apart from all the other like proper lycra cyclists that mm. have decided that it's now their racetrack. Mm, I've heard about this. I don't know how I feel. I'm like stop it i've realized actually this is what must be so intimidating for people that don't cycle in yeah. london is that no one just cycles around like in their normal clothes no i'm very often the only person that's just like yeah. from work in my normal clothes everyone else is like full-on lycra full-on cl- like cleats like, yeah as though like they're, bombing they're down like racing. yeah like they're racing and i'm like i'm just pootling along to work in nine minutes i'm i'm good thanks takes you nine minutes there's a sign at tower hill that says blackfriars nine minutes i'm like this is amazing that is, has it has it sped up your commute as well no it's actually a bit longer mm, time wise it's probably the same distance is actually a bit longer because i like drop down to embankment okay and then like go back yeah. up again yeah because technically i just need to cycle straight through the city yeah but, but through the it's traffic. so much nicer mm. just one straight road that's really good there's a really cool bit when i come out of blackfriars underpass and then yeah. you have to like turn back on yourself to get get off the to get yes, back up I've onto the bridge bit. yeah and because the way it is the two the two cycle lanes like merge together in different directions and at Ooh. one point like they cross the road and you just there's just bikes everywhere and it's really cool it's very like particularly that blackfriars bit you've really i've really seen how um it's like being opened up and it's really interesting like it i've definitely seen a car drive down the cycle oh, lane the first couple of weeks was hilarious because all Nobody the cars knew. were like completely confused yeah. and there was one guy that was sat in the cycle lane um, near Blackfriars actually and he genuinely was like mortified and he was like oh my god I'm so sorry and he, he didn't know how to get out well, it must be horrible because yeah, it's, it's, it's like raised pavement either side so he was just stuck <laughs> and everyone was going mental at him <laughs> but he was genuinely like you could see on his face he was like oh my god where am I <laughs> yeah because I think if you turn immediate left it's a bit like yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're left in the into the wrong lane. Yeah. so yeah there's definitely some lessons to that oh what's been your low have you had a low well other than our getting soaked just now I don't know I think that was beyond low and more just actually really funny it was yeah we just got so wet we were just like this is weird it was torrent like it's flooded all of those roads <laughs> and i had to go on a boris bike which is my first wait what's their official name uh well they're now santander cycles. santander cycles you know <laughs> let's be uh correct here but uh well yeah technically they don't belong to boris anymore do they no also true sadiq, sadiq bike doesn't sadiq have the same ring to it no but I managed, that's my, only my second time on one of those. And the first time was in a park. So, yeah. I mean, God, they're like driving a truck. Yeah, they really are. They remind me of those really low rider ones. What mm. are those bikes called? Oh, yeah, I know Quite an mean. LA style. With really high, up. yeah, with really high handles. But, um, yeah, so not so much running, but quite a bit of, it's made me feel very like fitness. And I had a really nice, actually, I went to Oasis swimming pool last weekend which is the Covent Garden outdoor pool mm. it's like this thing that nobody really knows about which I, 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 t- I let you in on the secret but it's great it's a it's a better gym or one of those brands like a council sort of like a cheap gym 
They have just done up the changing rooms, actually, I noticed, and they were improved from when I'd been there before. However, the showers were broke, so I had a very cold drip of a shower. I know. And you were in the outside one? Yeah. But the outside pool is heated. It is heated. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why it's good. But it's actually heated almost too much, you know, when you're quite, like, it was a hot day. But I went Saturday afternoon. And bar, there were a few kids. But actually, like, I haven't... I tried out my new new swimsuit. Tried out my new swimsuit. Uh... Yeah, I haven't been swimming in ages and I really enjoyed that. So maybe that's been my high. Should I go with you when I tried... I've only been there once before and we went and the outdoor pool was closed. Oh, no. (laughs) So I just had to go in the indoor pool and it was so busy because obviously everyone wanted to go in the outdoor pool. And, um, yeah, I just kept getting hit by people. Oh, yeah, too much. Because, like, I was in the slow lane and there was just, like, me and 20 grannies. I got. I actually got chucked out of the slow lane because they decided they they were doing a swimming lesson, like one of those ones where you have to jump in the water in your clothes and practice like saving people. Okay. So they were like, no, no, we have to clear the slow lane. You have to go in the like the middle lane. And then I was very intimidated. (laughs) My granny, my granny, my granny swimming. I was like, "Mm, don't think I'm allowed in the middle lane. I don't even put my head in the water. (laughs) But yeah, that was good. So, give me your Gothenburg recap. My Gothenburg recap. Okay, um, so first of all, before we went, the weather forecast for the whole weekend. So I was going Friday morning, lunchtime to Monday evening. Mm-hmm. The whole weekend was water wall rain the entire time. So I was like, great, this is brilliant. I've not got waterproof shoes or a waterproof Ooh. jacket. So I did a massive uh, panic ASOS delivery to my work <laughs> in the week before and bought a new jacket and new waterproof shoes because I freaked out. Um, so that was Great. good and very well far the first day because mm, probably on a similar level to the rain we've just been in oh my gosh like that's not biblical. really what you want for holiday biblical <laughs> um, so that was good but on so yeah we actually walked to the um, expo we were kind of like probably 10-15 minute walk from the expo our hotel and got drenched absolutely drenched um, I hate expos and so I like really wanted to get out of there and the people Ooh. I was with were like yeah let's just have a wander yeah, and I was like guys can never. we can we like shimmy towards the exit please so never do that you will never get a bargain you will never win anything you just need to get in there <coughs> get your badge and get out <laughs> so not a great judge of expos because I hate them so much but I would imagine if you like that kind of thing it's probably a pretty good one that one must have been massive though right because yeah, how it was many pretty people 40,000 Oh yeah, so this was the reason I did this race was because it's the biggest half marathon in the world, um, which is so cool. I think it has sixty five thousand entrants. Obviously, they don't all turn up, mm. but even when with the dropout rate, I think it has the most people in the world do it, which is what appealed because I thought it's a bit random place for the biggest half marathon in the world, and I think they just yeah. like decided a few years ago that they were just going to make it. So they're going to be famous it. for it. Mm. Um, but yeah, as you'd expect, it was all like nicely organised and everything but they make you walk through the expo to get out which was annoying but they gave me quite a nice water bottle at the end so kind of made up for it <laughs> <laughs> always for a freebie yep um, yeah had the usual dinner rah, rah, rah. so it was really weird because um, for some reason Swedish races one like to be on a Saturday and two they like to be on a Saturday afternoon <laughs> so the race started at one but because it was 25 different start waves I was in the 23rd start wave 25 different waves so they let people off every, I think, either five or ten minutes, basically, for three hours. So I didn't wow. start the race till quarter to four. It's a really, I suppose that's a really good way to control the volume of people. Oh, yeah, it made a massive difference because it meant that, like, we turned up and the bag drop was really easy. Like, well, it's basically like a festival. It's a huge race mm. village. 
because they have it's like broadcast on Swedish TV, so they have like TV there, um, like loads of food stalls and stuff because yeah. so many spectators. So bag drop was easy. There was no queue for the toilets because there was just so many toilets and like not everyone turned up at the same time. So yeah, that was really weird. It being at quarter to four because basically got up, had breakfast, went to a spa. Ooh, oh, there was a spa in our hotel. Spas and races. I think that's also a Swedish thing. Um. Yeah, had like took a picnic, went and sat and watched the race, um, like starting, and we saw the first finisher like finish. Did it in under an hour, casual. Oh my god, that's so fast. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a new course record. But then I got wow. really, really angry because people were finishing and walking around with their medals on, mm. and I hadn't even started yet, and mm. I was just like, this doesn't feel very. And it's nice. like your whole day. Yeah. So I eventually got started, um, and yeah, I just had a really, really good race. Yay! Which did you was... run with uh, the people you're with, or did you run your own? <clears throat> I ran on my own because I was with two people that were running in the same wave as me, and I saw on the bus on the way there that one of them had written their split times on their wrist, <laughs> and I, um, on their arm, and I immediately decided that I was not interested in that. Yeah, because I hadn't done any training for this because I'd been injured, and I was just doing it because I knew I wouldn't be going back again. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be involved in that pressure. I'm just yeah, going to yeah. run on, on my own. So I kind of, within 500 metres, let them just kind of run off. But it actually turned out that they were probably only like two minutes in front of me the uh, whole race anyway. Huh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, I just had a really nice race. It was like sunny, like warm, a bit muggy, and mostly felt, along the river. And you felt all right because you were yeah. so worried about, because you, yeah, you really hadn't done like the long distances. No, I did four pretty much exactly the same timed 5k's and then a little sprint finish so proud of you which has never happened before i usually get to 10 miles and completely fall apart so so often it is the races that you go in with almost the i don't know that kind of attitude like a little bit more just like i'm just going to do it that you do better i like completely had in my head that i was gonna get caught up by the like sweeper van i was like i've got till seven o'clock in the evening to finish this i've got three and a quarter hours anything (laughs) under that is fine (laughs) But that's the mentality. Does and now it was as an hour we know, <laughs> as we know exactly, it would be. <laughs> but that's it. Like the mentality, as we took so much in your head. Like yeah, you know, it doesn't matter if you haven't done all that training before, because your body's remembered what you do do and your level of fit, general level of fitness. As long as you can get your head through it, you're going to be fine. Yeah, it was very interesting um, experience actually, because I felt like the strongest I've felt in a long time in a race, which yeah. is weird given how like on paper undertrained I was yeah I genuinely I wasn't there was some guys in the hotel that um were obviously also doing the race and they asked us like how's your training going and you know how everyone always goes oh rubbish yeah I was like I'm not exaggerating when I say I've run four times in the last three months Mm. like genuinely that is what I've done and they were like okay (laughs) (laughs) so but that's just saw them afterwards ran faster than them didn't I did you yeah amazing <laughs> Mind over matter, guys. This is I'm. This is my new new mentality. So, firstly, I think it really helped that I just did it in like five k blocks because I was like, yeah. Now I'm just gonna run a park run. Now I'm just gonna run a park run. I don't know how you now kept doing that park for run. four times, but sure. <laughs> Whatever um, gets you through. <laughs> so that, I might try that again. And also, um, it's actually made me think maybe I can run a lot faster than I actually think I can because if I can run a time yeah. that I always do with no training, yeah. Oh, I always, I've always thought you can. So yeah, gonna try actually a bit harder next time. <laughs> but that's that's always the thing. I I hate to come away from a race and feel a bit like I was like, oh, I probably. I mean, 
even the sign of a sprint finish is a sign that you. Know, oh my god, I was amazing at myself. I you've got, you've got gas finish. in the tank. I'm not like a end of marathon sprint finish where I thought I was sprinting, but yeah, I actually yeah. wasn't. Like, the splits prove that I sped up. Like, yes. Just your arms went faster. Yeah. <laughs> That's my style. There's an absolutely hilarious official photo of oh, me, yeah. though, where a guy, like, pretty much in the final straight, oh, you finished in the, not sure if it was Olympic Stadium, not sure if, probably not, a stadium, mm-hmm. um, which was quite cool to run around the track. Yeah. Um, oh, but there's a really hilarious photo of this guy, basically, the split second before he elbows me out of the way. Uh-huh. And you can see his elbow coming up and him, like, edging <laughs> through, and I'm like, I need to find that guy and be like, oi. He was the only person in the whole race that like barged me, and I've got photographic evidence. Yeah, you've got proof now. (laughs) Take that to the organisers. Oh, I'm so pleased for you. This is great. Yeah, it it was nice. There was just it was um uh, yeah like a huge diverse amount of people doing it as well, which I think was nice because it was just I. I actually really like busy races. I like having the like mm. hustle and bustle you around feel those me, people and I felt like that the whole way. And it was actually a bit annoying towards the end. It was like super crowded. Mm. The the last five k were the most crowded. But it's so interesting as a race that's so big. I think it, you would you would have thought you would have had a worse experience in terms of like the queuing and the toilets. And oh yeah, it was great. I definitely um, recommend it. But they it just shows that they're well organised. Mm. Oh, they, and yeah. the medals are epic. Oh, the medals, great. Oh, yeah, so that's one thing, actually. The, so they draw a blue line on the floor, mm. and not like a London, like, dotted yeah. blue line. It's a continuous one blue line. For the whole race. For the whole race. Um, so we saw it on the city, all over the city, uh. um, and then that's what the medal was. It's it's like a blue line on the medal, and it goes yeah. around the ribbon. It's really cool. It's very nice. Woohoo. Prepping for the next. Yep. A summer of speed training, I think, is mm-hmm. what we need. Yep. That's both. I need to... I have two more European... Mm. Oh, yeah, and all the cinnamon buns you were attending me pictures Oh, my God, off. cinnamon buns were great. I'm going to have a put in an order. So, yeah, my next half marathon is again in Sweden. Yeah, maybe I have to come to that one so I can get a seat of cinnamon bun. <laughs> also at one o'clock on a Saturday. Oh, less keen. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that, though, because it means Sunday you're, you're done and you yeah, I like Sunday to Saturday. roam around. I'm well in for Saturday. I'm not in for the afternoon. Although, yeah. I suppose that's just... It's therefore fine. It was a bit weird to stuff. still be trying to get away from the like bit, like race village at seven o'clock in the evening. Yeah, like looking for dinner rather than brunch. Yeah. <laughs> or lunch. Ah, yay. Well, what else have we been doing? Well, we actually went to a uh, Guilty Feminist podcast recording, which they are um, Deborah Francis White and Sophie Hagen and... I'm massive fans of theirs. Yes. They're comedians first, and I think that comes through so well. The like the live recording of their podcast is like going to a comedy night. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, so if you don't listen to that podcast already, you totally should. So they take a different topic every episode and then do stand-up about it and then do some debate and do challenges about it. It's so true. It's the, oh, I'm feminist, but... <laughs> like, And sometimes those things that you just can't help, you're like guilty about them because you know it's it's hypocritical to say it, but you just can't help it. Like my, I'm a feminist, but I always prefer having a male boss. Mm. That thing. Yeah. And I feel... Like, oh, I always say it to you, though, don't I? I always yeah. say something like... I feel like this is really unfeminist to say this, but <laughs> that's like my it's version of it. A but, <laughs> yeah. Like I feel really unfeminist to say this, but I don't like working for other women. <laughs> but I feel like that could just be coincidence. I've just not had. The it might be the experience. Boss. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. I've had some I think pretty I've annoying male bosses as well. To be fair, exactly. I think I've had a good mix of 
both being bad and both being good. So I have less, less strong minions. Well, we thought we'd discuss some of our reactions to the topics they covered because actually they're really relevant to uh, kind of sport and fitness and living in London. Um, yeah. So I think we should firstly cover the sports bra related topic. Yeah, so they had a topic about boobs and they didn't really talk about sports bras, but we're going to relate the boobs bit to sports bras. Yes, because I feel like, well, to be fair, that's what my, my, I, I like... wear most of the time. <laughs> I have accidentally had to ride my bike without a bra before. That's not very pleasant if you over speed bumps and stuff. Oh, and that, well, the time I forgot my sports bra and I had to go for a run in a normal bra slash use my backpack as extra support. <laughs> That's funny. It was, <laughs> it was shocking for many people running down Oxford Street like that. <laughs> so I don't have massive boobs, but yeah, going on a bike without a bra is jiggly. But yeah, loads of people just wear normal bras to do Not sport in. I um oh yeah, we didn't talk about this. I did Barry's boot camp hell week last the week before last, which is where you go every day for seven Intense. days. Intense. It was awesome. Wish they'd given it to me for free. Next time I'll go for free if you want news again. Talk about it more. <laughs> I love you, Barry's. <laughs> yeah. Barry's, I love you. I am actually a little bit obsessed now. Um Yeah, you are fully converted, I think. Oh, like I completely see why they do it. So it's like a really heavily discounted rate, but you have to go every day for seven days. We well, don't have to, but that's like the, how you get the most value out of it. You can mm. only use it in that week. And by the end of it, I was like, I wish I was coming back tomorrow. It made an immediate, well, a seven day immediate difference to like my fitness and like everything. Oh, it just felt so good. I was like, oh my God, I want to come here all the time. I'm like, damn it, this is how you get me to spend more money. Unfortunately, it is quite a lot of money, so... Maybe every every so often. Anyway, that was an aside. There were people there that were wearing a normal bra to do Barry's Beat Camping, which some of it you could do, but a lot of it is like sprinting on a treadmill up a hill or whatever. So, yeah, uh, not very pleasant, I'd imagine. No, I'm sure there's a whole thing around, you know, like, you know, why do we even wear bras anyway? But from a sports bra point of view, I'm thinking it's quite practical. Like, if I didn't wear a bra when I was doing sport, Mm. like exactly jiggly but also like actually a little bit uncomfortable yeah so I think it's practical in a feminist way (laughs) well yeah quite with a with sport you are kind of like holding them in place slash strapping them down a bit because it is the most comfortable thing to do um because there was a point that was made at the recording that um like yeah it if you went out without a bra on you shouldn't feel weird about it because like it's a social construct that bras even exist in the first place Mm. Um, I think that's fine. But yeah, I think for like more not health and safety reasons. Yeah. When I trained for my first marathon, my boobs shrunk so much that I stopped wearing a bra for like two months because I just didn't need to. And it, I loved it. It's great. I am quite jealous of that. I really want them to shrink to that size again. I hate, I, I'm not bothered about them at all. They can disappear. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not really a boob person. I, I used to hate, I used to find mine were far too big and I didn't like it. Mm. So I'm very happy that through my... Through getting into running and losing weight, I have lost boobs, and I'm I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> they can stay. Even there. now, I wear like <laughs> yeah, what traditionally probably would have been like trainer bras because they're like yeah, they don't have them. Um, like, just wire. nice and soft. Yeah, I wear soft bras. I call them. Yeah, I would happily wear like maybe not a sports bra, but like a yoga top. Oh yoga yeah, top. Yeah, at all times. But then it's very interesting where they talk about you know whether how do you feel about that at work because. Um, I think Call Your Girlfriend have done an episode on discussing this as well because they were talking about how at work it can be a very empowering thing because you it's like something you know and you're mm. like, yeah, I'm so, I'm just here and this is me how I am. Mm. But I think it would make me feel like everyone was distracted 
and looking at my boobs. <laughs> I just looked at yours then just to see if I could tell that you were oh, in yeah. the bra. And I only can because I can see it at the side. Oh, but yeah, 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 I do uh-huh. wonder if, if people would actually be able to tell it whether I was or not. I think other women would be more likely to be able to tell than other mm. men. Other men. I, I think men. I'm more conscious <laughs> of the the fact the nipple might expose mm. than the fact that the like kind that of they're not supported. yeah that they're not supported supported. Mine, I was like, gonna say this what really I'm wearing doing right now is it's like more, it's more decorative. Really. I was gonna say mine's like just a, a soft one. Totally, it's not doing anything right now. Good places to buy non-underwear wide bras include uh, Urban Outfitters, yes, Monkey on Carnaby Street. And where's the third one? Oh, Gap is good. Mm. Oh, and um, American Eagle. There you have it, friends. There you go. For, your, for the small boobed women of... For soft bra needs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. OFTR can help. I love that we started on sports bras, ended on pretty lacy bras. <laughs> Femininity for life. Uh, the other topic they talked about was to do with... Public space. Yeah, and how... Um, it was interesting because I really enjoyed their perspective on... Almost, they mostly talked about how as a woman do you feel in public space and how do you feel around the kind of hecklers and men who speak to you and it, there was a point someone said something about um i wouldn't loiter in space in public mm. space and um possibly one time i remember loitering quite recently uh, a random guy did approach me and try and talk to me and ask me things like he was trying to like i don't know it wasn't one of those he was like where's something he was like asking for directions, asking but also fake to directions. To, yeah, but also trying to talk to me, but also was obviously someone a bit straight, like a bit. Well, he possibly was holding a can of beer, and it was like ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah. One of those kind of situations. Loitering being, is dangerous as a woman, I find. Yeah, but that feels so. The point they're making, you know, like why should we feel like that? Mm. Why do I have to feel like that? Why do I have to feel I shouldn't have loitered there? I the what was awful about that situation, I remember, is that my immediate reaction was, "This is my fault because I stood here and waited on the corner." Yep. I made myself look like, la, like, like approachable. Yeah, yeah. And like, Even though I'm stood there, here. like waiting on my phone, waiting for a friend, and I to the point where I, because then he, of course, was, was hanging around. He wasn't going either when I stopped trying to talk to him. Like I, I didn't really know what to say, so I sort of tried to half answer and then half kind of like mm. not give him the time of day. But then when I moved, so then I had to move away. Yeah, I didn't claim the space. I just went, no, I can't be here. So my example of this is. The other day I was in the city and I think it was the bank holiday so it was really quiet and there was two guys that were a bit like Larry. They both had cans of beer in their hand. Maybe it's just people with beer. Anyway, um, it was <laughs> like were drunk. 11 o'clock in the morning, maybe a bit later. Anyway, it was pretty much only them and me around and I could see that we were about to cross paths so I deliberately walked like the long way around a building so I didn't like walk <gasps> past them at Lizzie. the same time because I, I just didn't want to be near them. Which meant well, it was only like a minute yeah, added a on. Detour. But I was like, I can just tell that if I walk past them, they're probably going to like say something because they just looked like they were in the market for heckling. Were you worried that they were just going to heckle, or were you worried that they like would be like, what could the consequence? Oh of no, that be? I'm never worried that something like more than that is going to happen. But I just can't be asked with like being shouted at. It's very. Oh, I just men don't feel like this broadly. That I think I had a conversation with my husband about this because there's um, I read something that said women women live by a rape schedule, which is a terrible sentence. Mm, terrible, but it's true. So the I definitely get my keys out of my bag and carry them in my hand from my walk to the train station to my house. 
yeah, I would if I, I was if I was coming into the flat on my own and I was in on my own for the day middle of the day I would lock the door and I'd double lock it like there's an idea that women feel constantly aware of what might happen yeah like if I if I'm cycling home I'll have my keys in my pocket ready so that I don't have to there's spend no any longer outside my like house than I need to and uh, my husband doesn't he, he looked at me he was incredible. He, he wouldn't even consider it. Wasn't right? even. A, he just couldn't understand. He didn't. He didn't. He couldn't identify. Couldn't identify with that thought. He was like, I've never thought like that. So a really weird thing happened yesterday. I was walking down Whitechapel Road and there was two guys coming towards me and I like made eye contact with one of them just because you know I was walking towards them. Yeah. And the other one noticed that this had happened and then pushed his friend like towards me. Huh. And to be fair, the guy that got pushed was like a bit mortified and he yeah. was like, Oh my god, I'm really sorry. Are you okay? But I just turned around and went, don't be an idiot, and walked off. Like, that was what the hell? <laughs> what was that? Were they young guys? No, like... they were old, like, my age, if not older. People are strange. <laughs> I feel sometimes I'm like, people... like, like what, why, what, what makes that acceptable? What yeah. makes that fine? So weird. Even with cycling, even cycling home at night, I feel very aware of, like, little me on my bike. I still can feel quite vulnerable, even though I'm on a cycle with two wheels and you hope I'd be able to get away quicker than anything that might be coming towards me weirdly I have had less hassle on my bike than I do running either that or I'm just completely oblivious to it no but I think I think possibly the bike neutralises you a little bit like Mm. I mean as in like a kind of even on my pink bike (laughs) girl 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 (laughs) I do find yeah true (laughs) yeah if anyone looks particularly womanly on their back it's definitely you (laughs) But it's true. I I, I think that um, running seems to attract a lot more attention. Yeah, like I've never I've never been probably heckled on my bike. I don't think, but I have. The other day, for some reason, I was at a junction. I'm very aware though that I'm always like one of, if not the only, like yes. woman in the in it's the cycling very... box in the front. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just sat in a bunch of guys right yeah, now. Me but too. the other day, I was on my own in one, and these group of three guys on mopeds or motorcycles, or whatever they were, like little ones. The ones that go, me, <laughs> like all surrounded me in the Ooh, box, and I it just felt like... really intimidating because they didn't need to because they were, um, they were either turning left or right. So like one of them on one side was like clearly sat the wrong Gonna side be of in the me. way, yeah. And they just kind of sat there and they just revved their engines the whole time and just kind of like looked at me and I was like, well, this isn't intimidating in the slightest, is it? <laughs> oh, it makes me angry because what skip what's this purely because they identified you as a as a girl on her own, like. Riding a bike, mind their own business. Yeah, but I don't know if they would have done that if it was a guy on his bike, though. Maybe they would, maybe they just hate cyclists in general. That is true. <laughs> but, yeah, probably every other run, if you're running and there's people around, you'll get some kind of comment, I reckon. Yeah, I'd probably say I kind of, I 70% kind of, feel... of my runs, I am given some sort of something from someone. I kind of feel, like, so used to it now that I don't even think it's weird. I just kind of accept it as a thing that happens if you go running. yeah. I've like inter- I've completely. I, I'm trying to think of an example, and I'm struggling to because I've exactly it's become normal. Yeah, even if it's just something like, yeah, keep running, or yeah, you go on, girl, or way, or just you know, even yeah. if it's just like yeah. fake encouragement. Yeah. Um, the only time I've completely flipped out, which I might have spoken about this before, was when a group of us were running past Liverpool Street Station, and someone actually tried to touch the girls that I was with like they he like went for their waists and I I lost it I completely lost it to the point where I had to be like let's just leave now I was screaming my head off at him 
And then what would have happened is you would have got, you've overreacted. Yeah. How, why am I overreacting? Someone's basically trying to like, it's like how dare you someone. just touch us because just because we happen to be running. If we were walking past you, you wouldn't, there'd be no age, but you can't just touch someone. No, that, no, that's not how it works. I'm not sure we're going to come to a conclusion here other than... <laughs> I just want more people to talk about it. Yeah. I want it to be... I don't want it to be normal. shouldn't be normal. I, I, I shouldn't think it's fine that a man wolf whistles me or makes a comment about my ridiculous shorts because I'm running. It's a really hot day and I'm really sweaty. Like, it, it, it just leaves me a bit speechless mm. because I can't believe that in our, our day and age... We still experience these things, and it's so ingrained in our society, in not just in running, in life. Yeah, yeah. It was only when they started talking about it in detail, I was like, yeah, I do feel like sometimes, oh, this is my fault because I've stood here, or, oh, I shouldn't have, you know, whatever. I'm worried about the thing that might happen. Or I'm going to walk up the other side of this building because I don't want to walk near those two guys. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, what the hell? Like, we, we should be making, you know, leading by example in that sense of, should have walked right through them and if they'd given you anything you should have said yeah and what that's not appropriate I really liked that she said her reaction was are you okay I'm definitely going to try that next it's so like not being it's it's quite rude but also not being angry because my tendency is either to not say anything or just go straight to really like really angry yeah too aggressive are you okay (laughs) yeah might be a good option what's wrong with you yeah me too maybe I'm going to next time someone speaks to me while I'm running just stop and be like are you did you say something yeah are you alright are you alright yeah and then just run on I like. I think we have to accept that a lot of this is their problem, not not ours, and that's what we should learn too. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's coming up next? It looks like it might have actually stopped raining now. Yay! So, coming up is four weeks of football. I was about to say, Yay! I knew you were going to say football. <laughs> I'm going to watch the game tonight. Great! I didn't even know that was on. I'm hopefully going to go and eat pizza in a garden, but it might oh, yeah. be a bit wet now. <laughs> Fingers crossed for that one. Probably training's going to be slightly interspersed with beer drinking, but... Good balance, I think. Good balance. Balance beer with running. Yeah. And any recommendations for speed work <laughs> tips, I reckon? I want tips on how to get, get my head back in the game. You might have to go to, like, a track. I'd be up for that. Okay. I want to go run around the track. It's so fun when, like, when races finish on the track. It's really exhilarating. Yeah. so nice and bouncy. I think I just kind of like to pretend that I'm actually an Olympian. Yeah. It does make you feel like, yeah, I'm an actual runner. I'm yeah, a track I'm a real life runner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for now, you can find us on the internet. We are on Twitter and Instagram at OFCR Podcast. Uh, go to our new website, which will be up to date by the time this comes out. OneFortheRoadPodcast.com. Yeah. Yeah. No WordPress in that bad boy anymore. <laughs> we are so up to date right now. Yeah, nothing to do with us. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Ben, our lovely designer. We, we have a newsletter, oh, yeah, newsletter, which you can subscribe to on our new website. Please subscribe. It comes out every other Tuesday and we fill it with all sorts of things we find from the internet. Photos of us running, well, the views we see while we're out and about on our various fitness exploits. <laughs> and if you haven't already, please subscribe on the platform that you listen to this podcast on. Assuming it's iTunes because, you know, everyone has an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> and it helps people find us so they can love it just like you do. <laughs> Tell your friends. Bye. Thank you.
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.